Thank you very much. First of all, I would like to acknowledge um, the Larakia people, and I would like to pay my respect to the elders past and present to allow me to tell my story in your land tonight. In 1995, I took the first biggest adventure in my life. I was with 17 other young men and women, including a six-month-old baby. We were on the beach and ready to board on a small boat. We were blessed by a Timorese priest. During his blessing, he said to us, my children, if I don't hear any news about you after seven days, I will take a flowers to throw to the sea and to remember you as the hero of your countries. I was born in 1976. Since I was baby, I didn't have a permanent home because my parents move around the bush from place to place to avoid being captured by the Indonesian's army. After three years of running, my family finally got captured and the army brought us back to our home district and displaced us in our own uh, district and our own country. And they didn't allow us to live back in our village. In, in the middle of 1983, the army finally let us back to grow food in our, our, our village only to, to grow food, but not to allow to live there. But we also have to have a, a travel permit uh, to go to our village. I was very close to my father, and everywhere he went, I always go with him. And one day, we went to our farm and we got into trouble with the Indonesian army. And um, they, they forced him to run, to do push-ups, and they kicked him. And they sent him back to, uh, to the army chief uh, to renew his travel permit. But instead, they punished him, and they forced him to guard the, the army post every night. The following year, in 1984, the army actually killed my dear father and they hanged his body in the tree just to punish the village, the villages, that if you are supporting the independence movement, you will be killed and you will be becoming as the same, as same as this man. After my father's death, 
my family were devastated. I was in grade two at school at that time, and I stopped school because my family um, could not afford it, and I became uh, icy pole seller. And I met many children just returned uh, from the jungle with the Indonesian army. Um, those children were actually forced by the Indonesian army you know, to carry the ammunition, cook for them, and wash their clothes. And I became a good friend with one of them. And we ran away together to Dili, the capital city of East Timor. The life in the capital city was very difficult because we didn't have anywhere to sleep. And most of the time, we actually we sleep in the street. And then sometimes we sleep in the people's home that we met uh, on the street. And after two weeks, my friend went back to his village, and we never see each other again. And I went on, and I found a job at a Chinese um, Timuri shop. And one day, I remember I met this young man. His name is, was Didi. And he was one of the um, youth clandestine members who were actually supporting the independence movement. And he came to the shop and asked me to give him some um, malaria tablets and wound medications so that he could actually take to the jungle to, to give to the resistance fighter in the bush who were actually still fighting the Indonesian army for independence. He was, you know, one of, you know, my mentor and who educated me in politics and how to involve in the social justice issues. And not long after that, he, he actually he disappeared and he was killed uh, by the Indonesian army. And in 1991, I met another friend, Sebastian Gomez. First time I met him. During that day, yeah, I took some um, food to the, to the church because a lot of young people actually hiding inside the church. And at that night, my friend Sebastian also killed by the Indonesian army. After two weeks, we took flowers to the cemetery, the Santa Cruz Cemetery. And, and we also had a, a peaceful demonstration, thousands of us, mostly young people. And when we got to the uh, cemetery, Santa Cruz Cemetery, the Indonesian army already in the waiting for us there. So they start to shoot at us and they actually killed 270 of us. I was scared, I was run for my life. I was 15 back then. And we were still hunted by the army. So two weeks later, you know, I got arrested and it was the first time I was tortured and in, in the prison, put in the prison. And fortunately, I was released. Life didn't get easier. So in 1995, um, 
group of us, you know, we took a small fishing boat uh, from Dili and we sailed uh, to Australia to seek a political asylum. And it took us five days, uh, five nights and six days. And we arrived, when we arrived here in Darwin, in Australia, we didn't know that uh, we were going to be detained and put in a detention center. So we actually, the Australian uh, immigration uh, officers sent us to Derby in Courtin Base in Western Australia. We were detained there for um, uh, six weeks. We were very lucky, for only for six weeks. And um, we got released and I went to Melbourne. And um, one Timorese family, the Santos family actually, took me in as a uh, foster son. And um, in 2004, I finally returned to East Timor as a, as a free man, as a free uh, East Timor, as an independent East Timor. And it was the first time um, I saw my mother for a very long time. And then, yes, now, you know, we can say East Timor is a free and independent state. And now I, um, I also called Australia as a, my second home and um, East Timor is an independent nation. Thank you very much. <laughs>